I can't lie. If I was a director of the CIA, I would literally hire you on the spot and make you the lead detective of the agency. It would be my honor. Three, two, one, zero. They say the girls have more fun, but they never met the boys. This is Boy Talk. Boy Talk. This is Boy Talk. Welcome back, besties. How is everyone doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope everything is good for you. Obviously, I am not alone today. Hi. But we're going to ignore Casey for now because I have lots of updates for you. (laughs) Rude, but okay. So anyways, the podcast, y'all, I have something really exciting news with that. We are in the top 1.5% in the world. Like, literally the world. I don't understand how I'm literally filming this right now from my bathroom and not a studio. I can't tell you. It's a mystery to me, too. But regardless, we're top 1.5% of the world. Y'all did that. So thank you so much. That's why I'm always begging for your guys' support because y'all are making this podcast literally take over the world. And I cannot thank you enough for that. It means the world to me, especially because I'm not getting paid for any of this. I'm actually losing money on it. (laughs) But... I love that I get to do this for you all, and I'm so excited to, every week, come up with a new episode and share what I have with the world. Another fun update is I got an email this week from Famous Birthdays. (laughs) So basically, it's this website that, like, tracks celebrities or whatever, and they put on information about, like, who they are, where they're from, when their birthday is, or whatever, and... They added me because enough of you were trying to Google me, apparently. So I now have a famous birthday page. I linked it into my flow page. So if you want to learn more about me, where I came from, that kind of thing, you could definitely check it out. But y'all are wild. I went from like 200 and some thousand on the rankings to 46,000, which is like a huge jump of like, I don't know, 160 some spots. Y'all are literally amazing, always out there supporting me and doing the most. But yeah, so I'm on famous birthdays now, super weird. It's like, I have such a hard time processing that people are perceiving me. Like, I know I'm putting stuff out on the internet, right? And I'm used to just posting it and it like goes into the void because I'm like a nobody from Ohio. Like I didn't, I don't have anything that I consider to be like a claiming, like I'm just some random boy from Ohio. So whenever I post, I'm always just kind of like, Haha, I'm talking to like my three friends. But then I forget that like y'all are actually listening. <laughs> like y'all are on the other hand listening. And like, I love that because like, I'm not just shouting to the void. And it's just like, it was kind of humbling for me because for a long time, I haven't considered myself like a content creator or an influencer. Like this is just like a fun side hobby. But now like this website is the first website that I don't control that's publishing about me. And claiming me as a TikTok star, as they put it, which is so weird. So weird. And I don't even know how to, like, handle it. But that happened. Super weird and awesome. And I'm just so grateful for all the support that you guys give me. Because these things wouldn't happen if it wasn't for y'all. Next is my TikTok. I have more updates. I am going to have to start shifting that content heavily. And it comes for two reasons, right? First is that I created this podcast because I knew TikTok was starting to get mad at me and they were starting to pull my videos down and all that fun stuff. I was getting shadow banned and all that garbage. 
it's getting to the point where like i feel like i'm on the cusp of them banning me <laughs> i recently posted a video that had nothing to do with sex or intimacy and they put it under review for three hours before they let it go live and i was like it had nothing to do with anything so i think um, my profile's flagged or something. I'm not sure how it all works, obviously. I don't work for TikTok. But yeah, we're going to have to drastically shift my content there. So I made a TikTok today announcing it, being like, hey guys, like I'm going to have to shift my content. Like, Please support the podcast. Listen to the podcast. I'm still going to talk about the stuff that you guys came and known to love me for on TikTok. I just need to move it off of this platform. And I'm already losing followers. <laughs> <laughs> are you losing a bunch of y'all and I like I literally was like please don't follow me guys like I'm gonna make up content it's gonna be fun and it's not gonna turn into like some like PG like TikTok it's gonna be something worthwhile and yeah people are still jumping ship so please don't jump ship on my TikTok please uh, support the content that I'm pushing out there while I'm trying to figure it out and transition it I, I, I need the brand deals. I need the money I make from TikTok, y'all. Like, I pay bills with it. So please, please, please don't jump ship on me. I'm just trying to make it work for all of us here, <laughs> you know? So that's my little update there on TikTok because I want you guys to stay in the know, and I think that's important. So that's what's going on. Wow, so many things are happening, and that's crazy about the Famous Birthdays website. I thought that when you had sent me that link that you had like created that yourself. And you're like, no, like somebody somebody put it out there. It's an actual site. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you thought that I created it myself. Like, yeah, no, I don't have any power over that. After they made the platform, they like emailed me and were like, do you want any updates on this? And I was like, huh? <laughs> and they're like, also, can you give us photo permissions? And I was like, yeah, you can use the fo my photo. Like... <laughs> here use the one that's like my headshot yeah i think it was i think it was because like it just knew so much about you and i'm like that's interesting but anyways yeah no internet research <laughs> internet research that's what we're here to talk about today i love that that was not a planned segue into this but here we are with that that's that's hilarious Anyways, Casey, before we jump into the content, so just gave a little sneak peek into it, I just wanted to also welcome you back to the show, of course. You have already joined us once uh, previously here on Boy Talk, and when I knew I wanted to do this topic, I was like, I absolutely need Casey to join me on the show again. I basically always came to you when I needed someone to help me figure out things about men, like... Whenever I needed a detective, I went, yes, Casey, here you go. And I'd give you like one little sample and boom, I'd know a man's entire life story. Yeah, it is my favorite pastime. I love, love, love finding all that I can about boys on the internet. It's one of my favorite things to do. Shameless plug time. Y'all, I hate begging for it. I hate asking for it, but I have to do it every episode. Like I said, still not signed, still not making any money off of this podcast, still totally out of pocketing this. So please, 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 if you have not yet, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, download the podcast episodes, share it with your friends. I don't know, share it with your neighbors. Put it out in a postcard or something. Just anything you can do to support helps. But yeah, the ratings, the downloads, the, the reviews, it all actually really matters. That's how we continue to go up the charts. I know that we've kind of fallen off a lot of charts recently. And that's super sad. But I also understand that like 
not everyone's gonna leave a review not everyone's gonna download it and that's okay as long as you guys are happy and learning but i do ask if you have time if you can if you want to show support please 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 those little things do help Alrighty, it's time to jump into the actual content of the episode this week so better than the cia y'all i just want to say disclaimer this is probably going to be one of the most messiest episodes of boy talk but it's information that's also public so why wouldn't we one utilize that public information but then two why wouldn't i share it with you guys so that you all can utilize the information yeah we aren't saying it's ethical but we also aren't saying you shouldn't not do it (laughs) if it's out there like you know it's free range exactly you know what i mean it's just free research so catching catfish right so that's what this episode is all about it's really going to be about using the internet and using your brain and smarts to figure out when you're getting played on the internet And we have some great signs to know that you might be talking to a catfish, okay? So first we want to start with pictures, like the photos that the person is using, right? First thing is the quality of the photos. So like if you're looking at photos that look like they were taken on a flip phone in 2008, like they're grainy and washed out and there's no definition to the pictures and... It just looks like they're wearing clothing that was in style in 2010. You're probably looking at old photos, which means that they're probably not that person or they're using old photos of themselves and they probably don't even look like that anymore anyways. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely seen a few profiles where even if it... If it looks like it might be recently new pictures, sometimes you can just tell that it's like a screenshot, you know what I mean? But overall, like some of them are just very bad quality where like you can tell it just was not recent. 100% and something with that too with recency is the phone that they're using. Sometimes when you see someone using fake photos, they're quite literally using a phone that's older And like, yeah, some people are still rocking their iPhone 7s in 2021. And there's no shame to that game. You know what I mean? We all have our own different financial situations. Like, I'm not here to to be elitist and be like, if they don't have an iPhone 12, they're fake. But what I'm saying is this is like, if they're using a picture that has like an iPhone 3 or an iPhone C, like the color ones, like the, the, the salmon in blue. That might be a good sign that that's not the person you're talking to because a lot of those phones have been retired, broken. They literally don't have software updates for them anymore. So the odds of someone actually using that cell phone is still super, super rare, right? The next thing is the quantity of photos. I think one of the biggest red flags for me that someone might be catfishing me is when they have like two photos or they have like even just four photos and that's it. And they're not willing to give you like access to any more of the photos, right? Because even if you don't like taking pictures, you still have some photos in your bank, right? Like there's still, you gotta have a couple, like there's gotta be you with your friends. There's gotta be some with you like hanging out with your family. There's gotta be some photos of you just around the house or that you've used for Snapchat or another social platform. Like it's very odd in this era 
to not have more than four pictures that you're willing to show somebody. Yeah, I think a big thing with the quantity, obviously, if they only have like one or two photos, that is super sketchy. And especially if it's like an Instagram profile too, like the whole point of Instagram is to post pictures. So if they only have like one or two on their profile, like, yeah, maybe they're not as into it as like someone else, but like, it's a little suspicious. And then like, also, if I'm on dating apps and you're not posting a bunch of photos, like that's immediately like a red flag for me. And if, if I think that you're a catfish, I'm immediately going to take those photos, what few you have, and reverse image search them in Google Images. And I've actually like caught a few people catfishing this way. Okay, so like, wait a second. What the hell is Google Images? And how do you mean reverse searching? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people know about this. It's nothing new, but when you go to the the homepage for the Google search, you will have the standard search bar and then in the top it'll say Gmail and then images. You want to click on images and that takes you to a whole new Google search. And there's a button on there where you can search by an image and just kind of like drop in whatever image you have and it will search the entire internet and see if it can find pictures that look similar to that image. So whenever I think that somebody is a catfish, I feel like it's usually the ones that I find results on are guys like on dating apps. Like I've been single for a few years, so I've been, you know, perusing through the dating apps. And I remember I found this one guy and he actually had like a decent amount of photos, but he was drop dead gorgeous. And with catfish, that's always a red flag for me. Like, if they're too hot to be on Tinder, you're like, why are they on Tinder? So I take this man's photos and I put them into Google Images. And lo and behold, it brings me up an Instagram account full of this guy's photos. And he's this, like, gorgeous Italian model. And I was like, yep, that checks out. That absolutely checks out. And then I called him out for being a catfish. I love that so much, and I think that that's such a great motto, too, because I've definitely experienced that. It's like, if they're too hot to be true, the odds are they probably aren't true. And that sucks because, like, there's nothing better than when someone's super attractive to you is, like, hitting on you, right? Like, we all want someone super hot to, like, be into us. Uh, it's just such a bad feeling when you realize that they're fake. Like, I remember so many guys that when I was in the dating scene with dating apps that I would be like, I'm in love. And then they weren't real. And I was just so sad. It was like, oh, in a perfect world. But that's the issue. We're not in a perfect world. This is reality. <laughs> uh, so other ways to catch a catfish, right? It's definitely going to be uh, looking at their profiles. So that's the thing. If someone's really catfishing hardcore, they are making profiles. Like they have multiple profiles. Like they will make a fake Instagram for their catfish account. They will make a fake Snapchat. They're, they're willing to make a fake whatever. You name it, they'll make one. And there are some tips and hints on how you can figure that out. I think one of the best ways to do this is look at what their oldest post is, right? So whenever someone 
follows me on social media that I am pursuing, like if I was gonna be dating someone or looking to date someone, or they hit on me in my DMs, one of the first things I would do is go and look at when their last post was. And then I would look at when their first post was. <laughs> so like if they have a very old Instagram, like I'm not gonna scroll all the way because odds are that if your Instagram's been around since 2012, when Instagram first started or whatever, I'm gonna assume that you're real and this account has been real and like, okay, that makes me feel more like I can trust your account. If I see your latest post was November of 2020 and it's March of 2021 and you only have nine posts and all of them are from that November 2020 till now, I'm assuming that you've been on Instagram longer than since November of 2020 where are all your photos and pictures? And so that's always like an indication of, hmm, maybe this might not be a real person. <laughs> I think another thing that you have to look out for when it comes to like when they posted the photos is if they posted a bunch of photos on one day. Like if you look on Instagram especially, like it will tell you the date of when they posted it. And if you're seeing multiple posts that are like clearly different, photos from like different days all posted on the same day it can be a catfish that's that's very weird instagram behavior people usually do not do that i was gonna say i agree with that for sure i know that a catfish one time tried to tell me that was because oh i just restarted my account as soon as i see that i'm instantly like absolutely not like sometimes even they'll put that in their bio because they know that it looks suspicious like they're aware that they look like a fraud because they are a fraud and they'll literally hint like uh -huh, i know it's weird i just restarted my instagram fresh start and i'm like did you did you <laughs> yeah if if they're calling out something that's like totally obvious in an obvious way you're like Really though, like, seems a little bit suspicious to me. That's suspicious, that's weird. <laughs> but yeah, and so I think that's a big thing. And that goes into our next point about profiles, is like how many posts are there? Because if they're literally only posting once every seven months, that's, that's a little weird too. Most people on Instagram post like once or twice a month sometimes more, sometimes less, just depending on the person. But if it's like there's these huge gaps or like they just, like we said, randomly posted like 10 pictures at once, like that's a red flag for the profile too. Another thing we already mentioned, but I think is important to go a little more detail in is about their bio. So like in their bio, if they didn't put anything at all, that's okay, some people are minimalistic. But like, it's still a red flag if you see other issues going on. Like if they aren't posting frequently and also their bio is also like some like one liner or it's one word or something very strange or awkward, that's also not normal. People's normal behavior on social media is to have a bio with a little bit about themselves, maybe a link to another social media or their website or something that is meaningful to them. You don't see a lot of people walking around with empty bios. You also don't see people with weird bios like new start to my Instagram or, you know, just came back from a media hiatus. Like those kind of things are like big red flags. Pay attention to make sure that like they actually check out as a real human. Followers don't matter, right? Like at the end of the day, like we shouldn't care about followers, but they're also a great way to catch a catfish. 
one, if someone has suspiciously way too many followers, they probably bought them. And this is just general, it's not even catfish. Like you could always easily catch someone who buys their Instagram followers. If they don't have about a 10% engagement rate, meaning like if they have 10,000 followers, they should get about a thousand likes on their pictures, right? So if you see someone with like 25,000 followers and they get 200 likes, they bought their followers. Like 100%, they went to a website and paid like 50 bucks to get bought followers. And like you can easily do it. Like this is no groundbreaking thing. People do it all the time. So that's something I always check in is like, are they getting a ratio of likes to followers? Because if they're not, odds are they bought their followers. But two, it's like that makes me even more suspicious that this is a fake profile because you could easily buy your followers to make your profile seem more believable. Another thing is if they don't have any followers, like if they are following 200 and they have one or two followers. <laughs> That's usually another really good sign that this isn't a real account, it's not a real person because real people have friends, real people network, real people share their social media with other people. So if all this, if they don't have any followers at all, that's also a good sign that this is probably not a real account. Taking it back to what's in their bio and also taking it back to Tinder since I have been on there a lot recently, I actually... Uh, matched this guy again pretty good looking and he he had a bio and he kind of had like what he did in his bio and whatnot and he also had um like his job listed on there and he was like a tattoo artist at like this specific shop and so everything looked kind of normal and as I kind of um was talking to him and got to thinking about it a little more i'm like oh let me you know start doing my internet research and i'm like where is this tattoo shop because like he was close by but i'm like i wonder what you know tattoo shop this is i would love to see some of his work because i'm i love tattoos so i'm looking up the tattoo shop and there are no tattoo shops by that name around me and i'm like wait a second this is weird, so suspicious. So that was an immediate red flag. And that's when I finally am like, wait a second, like let me look into this guy. Cause then I started like looking back at his photos again, looking further into it. And I was like, is this guy real? I Google image searched his photos. No, he was some random guy in like a totally different country. Also, again, like a model or something. He had tons of photos. He had like a whole girlfriend all in his photos. And I was like, yep, just as I suspected. Yep, that makes more sense. And I think that's so crazy too. Like these people who are catfishing need to do a better job. <laughs> like if you really want to be a successful catfish, use someone local. There's got to be a local hot person that post too much on your their social media, you could steal their photos and it would be believable. Like people would actually think that you're them. And it sounds really shitty and like, kind of like, why am I defending catfishes? I was trying to give you better tips on catfishing, but like, I'm always laughing when people fake my photos. Cause like I talked about that before on the podcast and I talk about it on my social media all the time that people are faking me. And they're like in Florida. Like I've never been to Florida. I'm not planning a trip to Florida. I have no desire to go to Florida. I actually am probably Florida's number one hater. 
not sorry if you live in Florida. If you love Florida, I'm not trying to attack you. I just don't like the state. I think it's a terrible place. But regardless, I just think it's funny. Like, I'm from Ohio. I'm from New York City. I have a decent enough amount of following that, like, if you're seeing a profile of me that's not in Ohio or New York City, I think you should be concerned as one of my followers who know that, like, I don't, I'm not frequenting Florida. Um, so, like, do better, Catfish. Like, like finding someone from London? <laughs> Literally do better. Like, why is Casey in Cleveland finding a London model on her Tinder? Do better. <laughs> Literally do better. Literally, like, I don't look like I live in Florida. My content doesn't look like I'm a Florida person. Like, I am 100% look like I live somewhere cold, because I do. Period. End of story. But I digress. I think another part of that when you're checking out a profile that you can really figure out if someone's fake or not, too, is the comment section. If they don't have any comments from anybody, I find it very hard to believe that they don't have a family member or at least one friend who tries to hype them a little bit. So I'm always suspicious of like, why is no one commenting on your photos? Secondly, if the comments are from other fake accounts, that's also a big red flag because you can also buy fake engagements, which is way more expensive, but is a thing that you can do too. So I think that comments are another great quick way. So we already talked about looking at the pictures. We already talked about looking at a profile to figure out if someone's a catfish. The next thing would be the way that they behave, right? Like, I think we know when we're all having a more organic conversation with someone, but there are some signs of behavior that will clearly be like, red flag, this person's probably not real, right? The first thing goes around flakiness. So some examples of someone who is being flaky would be, they don't want to share information with you. Like they literally are getting upset that you're asking questions. When you're trying to date somebody or get to know somebody over the internet, you're supposed to ask questions. Like how else are you going to get to know them? So if you start asking them like simple questions, like where do you work? Did you go to school? What did you study? What are you doing with your friends? Or what are your plans? And they're being super weird. Big red flag that they are fake because they're worried that if they give you too much information, you're going to realize it's not them, right? Second thing is that they don't have other profiles. Like, so you're talking with them and you're like, hey, like, let me get your Snap. And they're like, oh, sorry, I don't use Snap. Okay, fine. Maybe they don't use Snapchat. But you go, okay, fine. Let me get your Instagram. And they go, oh, I don't use Instagram. And you go, okay, let me get your Facebook. And they go, I'm not on Facebook either. Big red flag. And I know there's some people who are social media cleansing and they don't want to be on social media and all that. Like, I understand. I understand. That's okay. But when you're dating and you're in the dating world and someone has no other social platform and they're not willing to share like a phone number or they don't want to FaceTime or they don't have Skype or anything. Like I have gone through the list with some of these catfish, like being like, okay, just to play, I'll be like, okay, you don't have Facebook. How about Skype? Dude, how do you have an Ubu? <laughs> like, I'll throw it way back. You on Tumblr? Like, something. You gotta have some other platform that I can find you on. And if I can't, then that is a huge red flag for me. Another thing with flakiness would probably be if they aren't willing to talk on the phone with you or send pictures of them live. So, like, that goes back to, like, Snapchat. I know Instagram DMs, you can send photos live. Even messaging apps like WhatsApp and kick and stuff you can send pictures now so if they're not willing to go onto any of those platforms where you can actually send a photo with them or talk live to them other big red flag because if they're catfish they may not even be the gender they're pretending to be so you don't even know who you're talking to and so they're not going to be willing to talk on the phone they're not going to be willing to send you photos because they are 
not who they are. I remember one time on Snapchat, this really like good looking man back when I lived in Ohio, he said he lived in Columbus. I lived up at Kent State, which is about two to three hours. He was this athlete and he was hot and he was like trying to catfish me on Snapchat. What he was doing on Snapchat was he was sending me photos from his photo reel that weren't him. He wasn't actually sending me live Snapchats. And I could tell they weren't live because they were different outfits, different locations. And it wasn't like in different times of day, like it wasn't like he was just moving throughout his house. And so I was like, oh yeah, this isn't live photos. And I literally just called him. I was like, send me a real picture of you. Like I like send me a live photo of you right now. And instantly blocked because you know, I figured it out that like, you're not real, like you're fake right now. Like I'm not going to do this with you. So that's a big thing. I think that's a great thing about Snapchat, especially is because when somebody sends you a snap that they literally just took, like you receive it differently than one that they had already had saved like on their camera. Like sometimes I will send somebody one that's saved just because either I took it earlier or like it's more important and I want them to be able to keep it. But like when you send something from your camera roll, like that goes directly into the messages. It's not one that you only view for a few seconds and then it's gone. Exactly. And that's like what he was doing was he was putting them on his story. And so like when you do from your camera roll, they also have like a little thing there. And that's when I was able to call him out for it. But yeah, it's, it's a nice platform. It's like if I was giving anyone advice about dating on the internet, my best thing would be to go to Snapchat. Like I don't even play around on dating apps anymore. If I found anyone slightly appealing and they messaged me first because I was that bitch on dating apps, like I don't message first, you message me first. And I actually like had a quick, good conversation, not even like five or 10 minutes after that conversation went, I would just be like, hey, add me on Snapchat right now. Because that's where you can actually verify that they're a real human. A lot of these dating apps have failed in that sense. So hopefully you are also pushing them to your Snapchats too, because it's one of the easiest ways to verify if someone's real or not. And then one final behavior that I have experienced with dating, it was a red flag to find a catfish, is broken English slash whatever your primary language is. So like example, I live in the US. We are all English speakers. That's our primary language, right? Yes, some people are bilingual. Some people, this is their second language and that's cool and I'm chill with that. Nothing wrong with that, of course. But what's interesting is when someone's catfishing somebody and they're pretending like they are someone who lives in your area, who is, you know, born or raised, a big sign is when they don't speak your language correctly. Like if the grammar is super off or like they don't understand social cues or they don't understand pop culture references, things that any other normal person in your society would fully understand. So example, I was talking to this guy on Tinder back when I was single in Ohio still. And he was saying that he was from the military, which is why I probably hadn't seen him around before. He just got back from, he was stationed somewhere, whatever. Great. Had this whole backstory. And like his pictures were gorgeous, but like not unbelievably gorgeous where I was like worried about his photos. And he had enough that I was like, okay, enough photos. You look good in them, whatever. Great. Cool. And as we're chatting, I was starting to catch little grammar things, which is really concerning because in case you can attest to this, I suck at grammar. Like I am one of the worst at the English language that I know. Like I suck at it. Yeah, you can't spell for shit. 
and that's okay. <laughs> like I can't spell. I don't know where com. I don't know where commas go. I I'm hot. Okay, I don't need to know. But regardless, <laughs> I have a writing degree too, which is what I think is so funny. <laughs> I think it's the funniest part of my experience. Like PR is technically creative writing, and it's a writing-based degree, and I can't grammar. You PR'd PR. I literally PR'd PR. Like I got through my PR program because I was like, I won't be the content writer. I'll be the person who manages the content writers, <laughs> and that's how I graduated. So like, it's one thing if like they're not perfect at grammar, but like. It can be obvious. So like this man and I were chatting and I think I said something that was relevant at the time to pop culture and he was completely confused. And then he was saying something and I could tell in his paragraph that like the English was not correct. Like he was either using a translator or when he self-translated it, he was not that great at English. But obviously, you have to play it by ear. Everything's a little different. People are multicultural. Maybe they do come from a household where that's not their primary language and all that jazz. But that's where it's like verify through another means. All right. So now that we've talked a little bit about catching catfish through what's publicly available on their profiles and their behaviors and chatting with them and all that garbage, we're going to tell you a little bit about research, right? Like we're, little, we're scientists in this house. Like we, we are those girls who, you know, we typically type out everything we need to do. And we have these research theses and we defend them and all that garbage. So how do we research boys we're talking to? Well, there are a lot of really great tools out there and they're all free and it's all public information. And is it creepy? A little, yeah, hundred percent, a little creepy, but it's free public resources. So you know what? We're going to use them because we're smart girls and that's what smart girls do. And we're S-M-O-R-T smart girls, you know? So one of the first free tools Casey already mentioned in one of her little lovely stories about catching catfish is Google images <laughs> and backtracing photos. You can literally save yourself so much time with catfish by just simply taking that photo and putting it into the Google search. It's crazy how quick you can catch someone in a lie by that. And I can't believe there's so many people don't even realize that that is a tool still. Yeah, you definitely have to do your research and Google Images is a really good tool for that. But sometimes it doesn't always bring up the images that you're searching. And I think that's a great way to like dive into the other things that you can search for, like throughout all the social media profiles especially yeah definitely i think social media profiles are such a great tool when you're trying to research someone on the internet because we put a lot of our personal data out there and everyone just gets just normal place to be on social media we're giving away so much about ourselves and it's all free public info unless you have your account set on private right so one that i love to use is honestly facebook i think facebook is one of the best ways to figure out the kind of person you're talking to or if a person is real right like the way that you behave on Facebook is supposed to be like, Facebook is your family oriented social media. Like that is going to be the cleanest, purest version of you because that's how Facebook works in our society now. Like all of our parents and grandparents are practically on Facebook now. So I know at least in my friends and in my experience, everyone I know keeps their Facebook very much PG. It is where you go to talk about that job or that internship or that club or extracurricular you joined or that award you got for school or to update people about like what's going on and like your personal life that's really positive and fun like if you took a trip with the girlies or you know what i mean like that's what facebook is it's like i'm gonna tell this to my grandpa 
I'm not gonna post things like thirst traps there. I'm not trying to like, you know, be weird and all that garbage on it because I know like my immediate family is on there. Yeah, Facebook is great. And I think one thing about Facebook is that it has been around for a, a long time. And if you go back on people's profiles, like if you're really crazy about it, like I am, you could just scroll and scroll and scroll until you find all the little bits of information and all the embarrassing statuses that they posted when they were like 16. Those are fun. Um, (laughs) And all the photos that they're tagged in. Facebook is a wealth of information. And it's also good to see like, if you know somebody has a Facebook and then like you can't find them on Facebook, like that can be a little suspicious. I actually have an instance where like I was talking to this guy. We kind of like reconnected on Tinder. I found him on there. This was years ago. But like I had met him a couple years prior, like in person. And so we started talking and I already knew some things about him, including the fact that, like, he recently, like, had a baby. And I knew this because he had his YouTube linked to, he had, like, a YouTube channel. He had it linked to his Instagram. And I had saw at one point that he had posted a video saying that he was, like, going to be having a baby. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And so when I was talking to him again, I was immediately, like, kind of on high alert as to find out like what happened between him and the mother of his child so throughout this whole time that like he started talking to me again he had never brought up the fact that he had a kid and i thought that was really weird like why wouldn't you immediately like mention that bring it up in conversation especially since like I was someone that he had like already known previously so I'm like this is strange so I started doing my research and eventually I had found through Facebook his like the mother of his child's Facebook page so I'm looking through her stuff and a lot of the times like people tag other people in posts so she would tag him in post relating to their kid and everything and basically through my Facebook research I kind of figured out that like I think he had joined Tinder like while they were still together like he was telling me at this point because I had already called him out on having a baby that they weren't together like they didn't really get along blah 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 like all this stuff there was drama so that was kind of also suspicious but Through my research, I kind of put together that he might have been on Tinder while he was still, like, with her. And so I wasn't really sure, like, what was going on there, if they were still together. And then I saw, like, a recent post from her, like, a little while after that definitely made it seem like they were still together. So I immediately, like, shut that down. And I'm like, dude, listen, like, this is pretty suspicious behavior. I don't want any part of it literally facebook is out here exposing all these cheaters i'm telling you you can tell right away if someone is still in a relationship just check their facebook i'm telling you it is out there oh and to go back to the beginning point where i said that like if you know somebody has a facebook and then when you're searching for it like you can't find it when i was doing this research like later down the line 
I went to like look for his Facebook and I couldn't find it. I knew that he had one. So I'm pretty sure that he like blocked me on it so that I wouldn't see stuff like on his Facebook about her. Literally, they will block you and be like, I don't have it um, when they're trying to play games like that. Men are literally so sneaky snakes like that. You know, like that is snake material. They're like, I got to block this new girl on my Facebook because I know she's going to creep it and find out about, you know, that I'm not actually single. Yeah, not to mention the fact that like, I tried, I think, following him on Instagram around that time, and he had it on private, and he never accepted my, like, Instagram follow. So there were a lot of just, like, really, really fishy things surrounding him, and I'm like, dude, you need to knock it off. Definitely see the red flags. Don't avoid them. All right, some other great research tools that are out there. LinkedIn, if you want to know anything about their schooling, their job, what they're doing with their life, if they are professionals, like if you're talking to someone who's claiming to be like a Harvard MBA student or if they're saying that they're a, you know, pediatric nurse or something crazy, check their LinkedIn. They should be on there. And if they're not, like that's suspicious, that's weird. Definitely check LinkedIn too because boys will lie about like failing out of college or like their schooling history. And a big thing with that is like their LinkedIn should expose all of that. Like if they just like have like that they attended a college for two years, they didn't graduate unless they put that they have an associate's now. So that means that they didn't finish. Like don't let them play games with you. If it's like they said that they were enrolled from 2014 to 2016, but they don't have a degree listed or anything, they didn't finish school. A lot of guys will try to pull that bullshit of, oh, yeah, I attended this school and leave it at that being like, yeah, I attended the school, making you think that they actually like completed a degree or that they're using a degree and really they're still working their high school job. So LinkedIn's a great tool for that. Another awesome tool is Instagram, 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 but especially their tagged post. Literally, you can learn so much about someone by the post that they get tagged in, like some of the craziest tea will come out if you explore the tag post phase. Like you can see if they are actually talking to other people or if they are still caught up on an ex because their ex still hasn't tagged on photos. You might learn about like <laughs> different schools that they went to or different jobs they might have held or the way that they used to behave when they were fucking like 15. Like you will learn so much by just scrolling through the tagged post phase and it's a public part of their social media. It's right there waiting for you to explore and enjoy. And I mean, if someone's really good at hiding stuff, they have already filtered out their tag posts because you can go in and untag yourself from things. But a lot of people don't think to do that. So you will find research information under that tag post section because most people don't know to do that. I also would say if you are first doing this research because you just met this person, avoid their stories. <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> Specifically if uh, you haven't added them as a friend yet on Instagram and you're creeping on them um, because they can see who sees their stories. If you didn't know that, especially if they're a business profile, they can tell who's looking at their things and you don't want them to know you're creeping. So like, don't, don't look at their active stories um, unless you've already added them and you have no shame to your game. And you're like, yeah, I already sent you a you know request to be friends and now I'm just going to creep your profile anyways. More power to you if you feel that way, but I just avoid it until I decide to add them. And then finally, check their highlights. There are a lot of great info found in highlights. If someone is using their highlights well, or even if they're not, people will leave things in there because they forget to remove them. Like you might be able to find a picture of their ex. You might be able to find information about their job or the school they go to or 
just anything under the sun that they might have put into a highlight and forgot was there. So highlights are also a really great way to learn about them. Snapchat. Snapchat is something we've talked about way too much already in this podcast, but it's one of the best ways to really verify who they are through the pictures. Like we said, they have a lot of great tools on there that you can tell. But another thing that I... (laughs) Oh, this is real creepy. Snapchat locations, okay? I won't lie, the maps. The maps are super helpful. (laughs) The map is super helpful. I actually found out that my uh, ex and my ex-best friends were all being shady through Snap Maps. It is a great resource. It is an amazing tool. And honestly, I forgot about this story. I think I repressed it, but the moment I said Snap Maps, I remembered. But yeah, I had this ex and I had these ex-best friends who were totally shady totally backstabbing and so like I broke up with my ex because we were super toxic and my friends had all been friends with him at the time so they're like well we're gonna be friends with him and I was like whatever I'm not gonna tell you not to be friends with him they all planned behind my back a spring break trip and my friends lied to my face about it saying it was a couple's trip because they were dating And lo and behold, I found out through Snap Maps that they were all down there together because me and my ex were actually hooking up on the side again and we were talking about getting back together. Yeah, Snap Maps can be a great resource. I remember I lost my cool that day and I would love to tell this story, but we are are getting so out of time right now. I don't wanna make this episode 10,000 years, so we're gonna cap that story there. But long story short, you will find out things through Snap Maps that you may not wanna find out and that's okay because you know what? The truth is the truth and you have to accept it regardless. Another great thing on Snapchat too is their Snap score. So if you are talking to someone and you're uh, getting ignored, but all of a sudden you're seeing their snap store is going up. (laughs) That means that they're talking to other people. And so that can hurt, that can hurt a lot. Um, But it is a great resource if you're curious if the person you're talking to is actually talking to you or if they're actually busy or not. Because like obviously they have time to snap other people, they should have time to snap you too. So great resource there. And then finally, you should try to find their birthdays if you're into astrology like me and Casey because you need to know their birth chart. Yes, this is my one of my favorite things to look up, especially like when I first start talking to people. I gotta know their birthday. I gotta find out their sign. You know I can't help myself. So if you know their birthday, even if you just know like the month and the day, immediately you can figure out like what their sign is and obviously like knowing their birthday it's important kind of but like it's really just important like if you're super into astrology like we are so where I like to find birthdays I usually I usually will try to go to Instagram first and see if I can look through their posts because while you're looking through their posts normally you can also be looking through to see if they have any posts like for their birthday or even like if anybody tagged them in like a birthday post I've seen a lot of posts on there where like somebody will tag their friends telling them happy birthday that way you can find out the date but it doesn't necessarily give you the year A hidden gem that I like to use for birthdays, if you can't find it on their Facebook or if they don't have a Facebook, is Twitter. Twitter actually shows your birthday if you have it on there, like near your bio. 
So if I can find their Twitter and they have their birthday linked, it's like Christmas because usually they will have the year. So then I can just look up the entire chart minus obviously you don't have the birth time to look up the rising, but the rest of the chart is pretty much going to be the same. And also, I know we haven't really talked about Twitter a lot or at all really during this whole episode, but if somebody's very active on Twitter, you can find out a lot about them. People use Twitter as kind of like an open diary, I feel like, and they will just like tweet all kinds of things. So that's a really good resource. If you're trying to kind of figure out like the type of person they are, you can look at their tweets, you can look at tweets that they like, tweets that they reply to. It's a really good like hidden little gem. Oh, for sure. Twitter is such a hidden gem for that. I have known many a man who've gotten in trouble because of their Twitters and the liked feature where you can see what they liked or even at that, Twitter's a little shady. I don't know if you've noticed, but when you're in your feed, it will actually tell you why you're seeing it is because a certain account liked it. So like if you are friends with someone on Twitter and you're getting a tweet popping up in your feed, it might say like, Casey liked this. And it could be like literally a nude of some hot man. And like, I'm going to like it, of course. But like if she was talking to some man, they might get the same notification and be like, why are you looking at all these guys nudes? Like it's literally it can expose you on accident. It's wild. <laughs> All right, y'all. Normally, we'd be going into listener questions, our stories. <laughs> we have talked too much about uh, catfishing and catching catfish and research and all of the fun little tools we just gave you. So we're going to have to skip questions this week. I'm so sorry. I had some good ones picked out, too. But I promise you next week we will get some questions in. But for now, I just want to thank you, Casey, for being here once again. Seriously so amazing. I want to remind everyone, if you have not yet, please like the episode, download the episode, share it with your friends, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review on Apple Podcast, all the good things. It helps support me. It helps the podcast keep going. And that I'm just so glad that you guys are enjoying the content that I'm making. And I'm so grateful to be able to have this stuff and share this information and have fun with you here on the podcast. But Casey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for bringing me back. It's been really, really fun and entertaining being able to relive all of these stories with you, especially the one about the the snap maps, because I was personally there in the flesh. We definitely, definitely have to tell that story in another in another episode because it is a real treat, a real treat. But yes. Thank you for being here. I know that you will be back sometime soon. Listeners love you. I love you. And so, until next week, bye, bitches. I'll see you soon. Bye. Get vaccinated as soon as you can. They're getting readily available.